I'd like to introduce you to a, a true community player, uh, someone who's, I think, brilliantly qualified to be uh, opening the event today. Um, having been Director of Payments at, at NatWest, she took on the role of the Chair of the Advisory Board of the Payments Association for two years. She's become a good friend of mine and of our community. Um, uh, she's also in the process of moving house, and so for her to struggle down here today, I think, is, is, deserves, a, deserves a, 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 definitely a big prize. Um, so please welcome to the stage, with a big round of applause and welcome, the Chair and Trustee of Open Banking, Marion King. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. And yeah, it's all a bit overwhelming when you try and move house at the same time, but hey-ho. So good morning. Um, great to see so many people here. Packed, um, packed room, but I expect no different from the Payments Association. Many friends, many, many of you I know, many I don't know. And for those I don't know, I'm Marion King. Um, been in the industry. Well, I joined the industry actually in 2002. And that was a really interesting year because during my interview process, when I asked more about payments, having never worked in payments, I was told it was the back office plumbing of the bank. Uh, true story. And that's how payments were regarded. Essential, but back office plumbing. It was also the same year that MasterCard came out of bank ownership so it was the beginning of the shift from banks who had created all the infrastructure out of necessity, started to divest and started to trigger a more vibrant, open market. And here we are today. And just look downstairs at the number of players. And you can probably... 10 times that for the number of players that are active, and that's just in the UK market. We have global players here, we have fintechs here, we have innovators here, we have processors here to talk about this new, newly vibrant market. It's a far cry from back office plumbing. It really is, and that makes me incredibly proud. And when I was asked to speak this morning, I asked Antonio, who's somewhere here, running around, getting people organised, what are the sort of topics that we're covering over the two days? And she sent me a little email of some of them, um, just to exemplify and, and give an example of the point of the type of industry that we are now in, the payments industry. The future of payments, sustainability in the payments ecosystem, cost of living crisis, regulation, CBDCs and stable coins, moving from theory to reality, open banking and open finance, embedded finance, VRPs, I'll come on to acronyms in a minute, innovation in payments, alternative payments, digital IDs, cross-border payments, the currency of the future, BNPL, the future of lending, banking as a service, access to cash, I couldn't figure this one out. It says A2R, and then I figured it out. It was account to account real time. Took me a moment to figure that one out. Metaverse financial crime. And that was just the short list she sent me. Now that says something about the complexity, the excitement, and the vibrancy of this market that we're in. And about those acronyms, I said a few at a, a Payments Association dinner, and it made people smile. And I said, I started out when I started working for a bank in 2015 with the ones we know and trust, KYC, AML, 
M&A, B2B, P2P, B2C, B to B to C, to P to C to B. Could never get my head around all of those. And then we have FCA, PSR, BOE, HMRC, our friends. Then we have PSD2, PSD3. We have RTGS. We have MPA. We have FPS. And more up to date, we have CBDCs, OBIE, MPA, BNPL, R2P, VRP, APP. And then the acronyms start forming words. So we have sort of FMID and JROC. So funnily enough, these acronyms are now becoming words. So anyone that can sort that one out would be a friend for life, that's for sure. Um, but as Tony said, you know, as we work through all of this, we're a different type of of industry. I, I see a massive change, not just in the players, but in the narrative, in the behaviours, in the collaboration. I think the Payments Association is a great example. And there are new associations, new trade associations, Open Finance Association. There are traditional long-standing associations, UK Finance and others, all playing a pivotal role in bringing stakeholders together and giving every player in the market a voice if they choose to have one. And that is what we've learned and that is what we've done. And for me, that's more magical than any new bit of technology because it's changed the dynamic of what we're doing. I wonder if when I was CEO of Ocalink and we launched Faster Payments in 2008, and there were some faces in the room who were there when we did that, it was a successful launch. It's a successful service. It has grown. But I just wonder, I just wonder, if we had done more consultation, included more consumer groups, more SME groups, more people who had a view and could think through what might happen rather than fixing the problem of enabling, enabling real-time interbank payments, could we have foreseen push payment scams? I don't know. We'll never know. But I wish to goodness we had. And it's those unforeseen circumstances of what we're creating that are so important. And that is why we need controlled, brilliant infrastructure and a huge market of innovators. The innovation comes from the outside in. And that's what the payments market has evolved to become. And that makes me incredibly proud. Because what we all have, and Tony used the word, and all our organizations are using it, we have a purpose. Everyone in this room, everyone downstairs, has a common purpose. We have our very own pole star. And that pole star, that guiding light, is the customer, the consumer, the SME, the organization, the business that are using payments every second, every day. That is our pole star, and that is the direction, and that is the thought we have to have at the front of our minds. And I just wished in 2008, or probably five years before that, we'd had that guiding light to think through what might be the unintended consequences? 
But that's why we're here. We're here to have those lessons learned. We're here to fix the pain points that we hear so much about. Everyone in this room is trying to find a solution or is creating a solution or developing a solution or selling a solution to fix a problem in our industry. And I applaud all of you. And as Tony said, we have to learn from each other along the way. And that's why we come to these events. And it's that pole star and it's seeing how this industry has grown and changed from 2002 that makes me incredibly honoured to take the role just seven weeks ago of trustee and chair of Open Banking. So what is Open Banking? And I will get that snappy narrative that the person on the street gets immediately and they aren't scared to death because we talk about open access to your bank account. We have to get a much sharper narrative. But open banking, I think, is the next big thing. This open banking, as we progress, as we develop together, will change the face, not just of payments, but financial services. And then if you talk to the government ministers, they have a vision of an open approach, an open architecture for the energy markets, the telecommunications markets, insurance markets, other financial services, healthcare potentially. So it's all about creating that infrastructure, that trust framework, and that approach that enables the innovation to come in. Open banking or OBIE, as we're currently called, is not the innovator. You are the innovators. And the role of open banking is to create that safe, trusted infrastructure. It was created through one of the great other things I see in our industry, which is thoughtful, progressive regulation. And when I say thoughtful, I mean they listen, listen to all the stakeholder groups, understand the problem, and regulate where appropriately. And that progressive regulation was, I think, in 2015, 2016, the CMA order. The CMA order compelling nine banks to create the beginnings of an open banking architecture and capability across the UA, the, UA, the UK, sorry. And I've come in, it's been running for five or so years, and I applaud, I applaud every individual in open banking. I applaud the CMA9, those banks who have worked so damn hard to create something which is not easy to create with all of their multiple other priorities at great cost to create what we have today, which is a foundation, and I see it as a foundation. The job is not finished. The job is not finished. Progressive regulation, hard work across organizations and a number of people, and we have the foundation. And now what we need to do, just before JROC, give direction on the transition, the next phase of open banking, we have to create that ubiquity, that reach, the standards, the rules, the trust, 
The sustainability, it cannot fail. Payments collapse if they don't work and they have to be trusted. That's a big ask from where we are today. But that's what we're going to start doing. We're going to transition to a new entity, taking the guidelines of JROC, move, move open banking to the next stage of its development. And my role is to lead it through that next stage with your help to make sure that we protect the order, we monitor what we have, we maintain the standards that we have and the quality that we have. But then we start promoting open banking. We start pushing the boundaries. We start working with JROC. Where necessary, they will look at legislation to underpin the regulators where needed to get that ubiquity of open banking. And then the opportunities for innovation become more become stronger, become more real, and become successful. Back to that point of fixing the problems that we know we have in the industry. And there's one other thing that I'll sort of finish with in terms of what's needed in this industry. And in my opinion, and it's only my opinion, has been woefully neglected throughout the last 20 years as we've evolved since that day I walked in, in 2002. And that is, we have to have an economic model that works, that is sustainable. We have to move away from they who own the infrastructure get richer, while those on the outside in find it harder to get in, to get access, to leverage what we've built as a payments community. We have to have an economic model that's fair. It's no longer fair for nine banks to fund an entire industry. We have to move on from that, and we will. We will. But we have to find a way where the economic value is there. The value chain has value, and those who use it pay a fee, pay an element, pay a membership, whatever that model ends up being, and it has to be sustainable. Because we have to reinvest. This capability isn't static. It will only grow, but it has to be controlled, monitored, maintained, standards, rules, quality. A narrative that we all share, a narrative that works to encourage users to get the benefits the benefits of open banking. And that's what it's all about. It's about the consumer. It's about making payments much, much safer. If the innovators can cut off the blood supply of the fraudsters, fantastic. That's what they're there for. What open banking is here for is to get that infrastructure where it needs to be, building on the wonderful foundations of the CMA order, working with regulators, working with consumer groups, working with SME groups, working with you all to get it to where we need to be. And that's what I see my role to be. And just finishing, I was flicking on my phone on the train in this morning um, about whether, I was looking just whether why it was Pole Star and North Star. That was really what I was doing for my own personal education. And I came across this quotation and I thought it was really, really appropriate for today. Be as the sailor who keeps the pole star 
in his eye. By doing so, we may not arrive at our port within a calculable period, but we will maintain a true course. And I think that's really powerful, and I think that's what we're all here for. And as Tony said to me many times, he's a payments addict. I hear payments passion all over the place. I just love the fact that so many great people are in the industry, and um, we have a we have our guiding light. So look, have a great two days, and it's wonderful to see you all. Thank you. To access more podcasts, videos, and articles, go to thepaymentsassociation.org.